is Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast with Corey Richmond and Jason Brooks. Jason, another interesting uh, week in wrestling. A couple of months back, we uh, did a little bit more deeper dive as we got ready for Wrestle Kingdom. And we thought we'd go back to our best source for uh, New Japan, our buddy Sean. Uh, before we uh, get, get ready to talk about that, there was one bigger story that we'll get Sean's uh, quick take on. But uh, Jay, how are you doing today before we start? Good. I mean, a pretty busy week in wrestling. We have a new world champion. We have apparently AEW getting the biggest signing in the history of the universe. We got an exploding barbed wire death match coming up. I mean, we have, you know, it's a lot going on, a lot going on, and I'm excited to talk about it with the two of you. And Sean, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, how you doing today? Thanks for having me, as always, guys. Uh, I'm very excited. So before we get I'm into doing a little, well. so before we get into a little New Japan talk, uh, the big story of the week before we found out there's a big signing, a Hall of Fame worthy signing, which hopefully it's not a TNA a Hall of Fame worthy signing. Um, it appears uh, the Matt Men podcast reported first uh, a couple of weeks ago that they were hearing that it was advertising re- most likely second week in uh, April that NXT moved to it's official. We've all said from day one that, you know, the best thing for NXT was to get away from Wednesday. So people mostly watch it on a regular basis. I'll throw it to both you guys, uh, Jay, right off the bat. Is this the right move? Is it a little too late? Is what do you, what's your feeling on NXT going to uh, to Tuesdays? I mean, it's great. We get to spread this out. I don't have to try to squeeze two shows in before we do our podcast. So, I mean, that's nice. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good for NXT. I think it's good for AEW. I don't think I think it's a win-win. I mean, well, Impact loses, but um, you know, that's really about it. And so, I think it's good for both brands. Um, I think it'll spotlight NXT on Tuesday nights. And so I, I, you know, I see no problem with it. Um, It's interesting that they're just, um, you know, admitting defeat. But again, we've talked about this before. This is not, and this is not WWE going against AEW. This is NXT developmental brand, right? You know, Chris Jericho might be 50, but he's still a star. Moxley's a star. Omega, the Bucks. You know, I love Finn Balor. I love Adam Cole, but they don't have enough guys to compete with the firepower that AEW Dynamite has. So I think this is a good move um, and, and we'll see what they do. And, and you know, they NXT's only problem since they went to USA is they have hot shotted a couple of things, you know, kind of hype their shows up because they know they have to compete against AEW. They haven't done it much, but they've done it enough that it's hurt their show sometimes. So now they don't really have to do that because let's be honest, they they don't have to worry about competing uh, against Impact. So good for AEW and good for NXT. Uh, Sean, what's what's your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, I completely agree with both your points. This has never been WWE versus AEW. It just it never really was, uh, and. I don't like to look at NXT as the developmental brand. I don't think WWE truly has a developmental brand any longer. I think NXT has enough uh, guys and women in there who are their own stars. They have made their marks 
be it in the independent circuit, but you know, I see that as a, I think that is WWE's outlet for the people who want to see uh, more performance-based uh, wrestling, as opposed to the storyline stuff that you're going to see on Raw and SmackDown every week. Uh, so I don't think it's a big deal that they're moving to Tuesdays. I don't see it as anything. Obviously, I think it, it does kind of suck for Impact, who I think is slowly starting to build momentum. Uh, so I, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, Impact does. I think that they don't have as much to worry about, one, because they're not on any kind of network. Two, the people who want to watch Impact are still going to want are still going to watch it. They still have the draws, uh, you know, and especially the crossover with AEW right now. And if they start doing crossover uh, with um, CMLL or AAA, and also with NWA, apparently is starting itself back up as well. So if they continue doing the crossover relationships, good for them. I don't think if there's any. Uh, true concern that they need to be worried about. Now, I, now I guess one of the points to look at this is: is this? Do you feel this is NXT admitting defeat that they've lost the war, or is this just come down to the idea which we spoke about a couple of weeks back that the Peacock deal and with uh, NBC Sportsnet going away, NHL was going over because they have the deal on Wednesday nights. This was going to happen, and this is just the idea that even though the uh, NHL ratings might, you know, to a game to game basis might depend on what markets are playing, but the ad revenue that you get for NHL is higher, going to be higher on USA Network than what they're going to get for NXT. So it was just the natural progression of how this was going to be. So, I mean, if, if NXT was doing, you know, 3 million viewers a week, they would have an argument to stay. But when you're losing every week and some weeks are close, some weeks aren't, NXT, you know, NHL might be the number four sport in the USA, but still, ad revenue and everything else working out, this was just what was meant to be. And I think, you know, at least on my end, Vince McMahon was just fighting the non-winning battle and he was basically forced by his partner who just gave him, you know, billions of dollars for subscribers to finally say, it's time to move on. Yeah, I guess I guess you laid it out perfectly and I agree with you, but I guess the, the other question is, how much of a spike do we see in AEW's ratings, right? Do we see them get to that million, one point, Two million. I mean, you add you add it up. It's like you know you add up this week's viewership. It's like, like one point five million people. Do they get somewhere along those lines on a consistent basis? I think that'll be the thing that's interesting to see as well with all this. Yeah, I mean, I, it is interesting that uh, and Sean, I'll get your point of view on this here in, on one second, but it will be interesting to see like when these shows have gone unopposed most most times the ratings have gone over the million mark. And, you know, we said time after time, how, how can you truly judge these shows in the pandemic era where for a long time fans, even with Raw and Raw has been a disaster, we know that. And they had, you know, they had the steady rating this week. So, you know, the clock of death will most likely stay for, for quite a while. But the idea is how do you judge a product when there are no fans or very- I think we got, I think we got to be done with the, 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 the it's been a year. Oh, no, I like, it's been, it's been it's been a year. We got to stop with the well. How do you judge something when there hasn't been fans in a year, right? Like this is what it is at this point. This is what we have. This is what we're dealing with. I mean, there you know, Biden saying we have enough vaccines that in May, you know, uh, whatever, we'll see. But for 
I don't know, the next six to eight months, this is probably what we're going to see limited capacity, whatever. So I, I don't want to do the judge it. Cause now also the top, all the top 20 shows aren't necessarily news programs either. So I think with Trump gone and the impeachment stuff, I think things are starting to mellow out with the news a little bit. So I, I think we're going to kind of see where the ratings really are going to stand here. Uh, Sean, what, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I, again, I, I really don't, I personally, I never thought that NXT should have been taken off the network, uh, you know, Good before point. they sold and before, I guess, with them merging with Peacock, I think it is right. Peacock, yeah. Yep. yeah. Before, way before that, they never, ever should have taken that off. That alone was such a draw for people to have membership on that platform. I thought it was crazy, but you know, USA, like you said, paid them billions of dollars effectively to put another product on TV. Um, I don't think at the end of the day, it's going to make a huge difference. I don't think a day of the week really makes a difference to wrestling fans. Is there wrestling on Monday? Yeah, they're going to watch even if it sucks. And we all know it sucks. Is there going to be wrestling on Tuesday? Sweet. All the more reason why I don't have to leave my basement during COVID. Wednesday, is there wrestling? Holy crap, there's more wrestling this day? Awesome. Is there going to be Thursday wrestling? Probably, yeah. And then we got SmackDown. I guess that brings up the point. If you're in, we brought, and before we move on to New Japan, if you're Impact Wrestling, you've been on every week besides Sunday, basically, in your history. Do you move to Thursday? I know that you're getting the quote unquote, you know, paid advertisements from Tony Khan, which are hysterical, you know, nine out of 10 times uh, as you're, and that's kind of the lead in for Wednesday. But if you're Impact Wrestling, you're getting a decent, you know, 100,000 people a week or a little bit more depending on yeah. the week. I, I mean, now that I just, do you move to Thursday? Stay, stay where you are and see what happens first. Let's Agreed. not run to, let's not run. I think what this would affect would be like NWA. I think they would be somewhere where they, you know, now they're starting off. Start on Thursdays. Don't start on or or do early on Tuesdays like MLW does. Either do early Tuesdays before as a lead in to those shows, you know, or or, or do Thursdays. I, I think Impact's got to stay where they are. Keep doing what you're doing and then kind of see where see where things go. And who knows? There's a chance they may do better because. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, is wrestling going on and impact or whatever. So maybe they maybe they end up doing it okay from this. So, you know, give it a couple of weeks and 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 see what see what happens. Competition uh, breeds success. That has always been the case. Absolutely. Competition is healthy. I agree entirely. And uh, the other flip side to it is you can't move impact too far away from AEW for storyline purposes. They're very intertwined at this point. And I think they're going to be intertwined for a little while. And I I don't see any reason to move. Why Why freak out? Sure, absolutely. I just wanted to go and say uh, for the guys in the, the Wrestling Life group, uh, we've got Felipe from the Total Basis podcast, uh, which you can check out on uh, Sunday mornings, uh, commented uh, saying, I have some people across other groups excited that NXT will be on Tuesdays and AW will be on Wednesday so they can watch both. So that's really a really good point uh, concurring. And we also have from who does our Instagram, which you can follow us at WorkshootPod, also our Twitter handle, which Jay handles, you know, the majority of the week. But uh, good good discussion on uh, the NXT possible move. But uh, we brought you on, uh, Sean, to, for your 
expertise, a lot more than us at times when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So uh, let's start off. Since, since you've been on, uh, we've had a couple of things go on, but one of the big things that have happened the last couple of days, since last week we spoke about uh, Marty Scroll was at the New Japan Strong Tapings. That came out, and now it's come out that uh, anything that he was he doing is being scrapped. Uh, you know, previous talks, we know that, you know, you have your strong stance, just like all of us on the Speaking Out movement. But uh, do you think it was a good idea that they got rid of Marty Scroll, Or do you think that they should have just gone with, on with plans? What, what's your thoughts of uh, them basically doing the 180 now that it came out? I think they did the smart thing and said, hey, let's read the room. The room spoke out and they paid close attention and you know, the, the situation with Marty Skrull is obviously a lot different than the situations with Joey Ryan uh, and a number of other people like Mike Elgin, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Marty Skrull, while he, he, everyone says, technically did not do anything wrong, what he did is still, no matter how you break it down in any, uh, any country, any society, it's not right. He, he fucked up big time. Sorry. That's all there is to it. Yeah. There you go. Jay, you're not the first to curse on the podcast. Sweet. Let's go. Let's there go. you go. That's Let's what's go. up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gross. It's, it's gross what he did. And, and here's the thing. She's saying she was assaulted. The, here's the other thing, everyone. Um, I deal with 16 year old kids all the time. Their brains are different than our brains. Manipulation, things like that. Um, Though their brains have not figured all those things out yet, right? So a 24-year-old, 25-year-old man trying to, and maybe she was drinking a little bit or whatever. Cares. I, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is we don't know what happened and we don't know what didn't happen, but it sounds like something if I were a company, I'd want to stay away from. And I think they, and maybe they leaked this on purpose. They, it maybe, sounds like they did. Maybe uh, they some this reports. on purpose to see if people would be like, okay, you know, like it's fine. You know, he can now have a job again. Like it's fine. Or if people would go, you know, nuts. And it sounded like people went nuts and they're like, all right, I think we're done here. Yeah. A couple of blog spots uh, were definitely putting that out. Uh, it sounded like it was purposely leaked. Like I said, to read the room. Um, I, I, Again, I'm, I'm not surprised that they brought him in even to kind of feel it out. Uh, you know, they've, they've held on to Chase Owens, even though he's been accused of things. Uh, you know, they held on to Will Ospreay and Bia, uh, Bia Priestley are prominently featured, uh, as we all know, despite the fact that they've had uh, a lot of negative publicity against them as well. But at the same time, it, it doesn't matter. It's not right. And, but I'm not going to base... I'm not going to go on a tangent about a company when every single wrestling company has uh, sketchy, crappy people working for them. Absolutely. You know, it is what it is. I don't agree with them bringing him in, but I understand why they did. Um, you know, if Marty Skrull had probably done a little bit more uh, apologies and a lot more uh, public, public acceptance that he had really screwed the pooch on this one, uh, I think he would be in a better position than, say, Joey Ryan trying to uh, run a women's charity wrestling match that very quickly got found out. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. 
it, Tony Khan was like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, that was uh, that was one of those interesting stories that we mostly won't have time to talk about this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, when it when it comes to uh, Marty Squirrel, he's a great talent. I mean, he's it was it's funny, you know. I said last week, you know, everyone deserves a second chance, and maybe at some point he'll get that second chance. But like you said, reading the room and. If this wasn't, you know, if, if the pandemic wasn't going on and they just brought him back to in Japan, I think this would have kind of gone a little bit under the radar and it would have not been as big of a, a big of a thing. So, I mean, I think that they have to figure out what can and can't be done, especially if you want to be in the new in U, the U.S. and have a focus. And I mean, I, I don't the, the idea of him being in the U.S. is I mean, I don't I don't I think, I, I you know, I think we can scratch that off for a really, really long time. Um, he did acknowledge that he had sex with a woman and that it wasn't right. But he said he did not assault her, that it was consensual. So he did say, I know it was like gross, but I did have sex with her, but it was consensual. So, I mean, he did acknowledge it, which I actually give him credit for. Jory Ryan said he never did anything. 18 million women are saying the opposite. Yeah. But so, I mean, I give him credit for that. And there's like we talked about about it for a long time in our show last week the idea of giving the guy another chance the ability for him to work again and make a living in professional wrestling but also how do we how's that juxtaposed with the fact that he did something either scummy scummy for sure criminal right where on the line was that so i i think it's a tough deal and Listen, like we talked about with Gina Carano saying stupid stuff or, or these people are public figures. It's a different thing, you know, a different level uh, uh, for them to be judged by because they're public figures. And so a company is going to say you're on camera every fucking week and this shit's coming out about you. You know, you're not a laborer. You're not, you know, if, if something like that happened with me and my job, I'm a public, I'd be fine. I'd be fired, right? Like, yeah. so there's certain things that just, I mean, it is what it is and it sucks for him, but he did something stupid. And like, listen, I have a lot more sympathy for like a lot more people in our country. So, you know, it is what it is and, and, and time to move on. And, and hopefully maybe he goes to Mexico, you know, when, if, and when they open up um, and, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. He's made enough money. I'm sure he's saved money. He'll be fine. I'm not, not too worried about him, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully things work out for him. Hopefully he gets another shot. I mean, you know, I'd like to see him get another shot if, you know, down the road, but not, not for a while and probably not in the U S no, at some point we'll see. Well, mostly everyone comes back mostly at some point um, besides being star, but that's not subject. Uh, so the, one of the other big stories of the week for uh, new Japan is the combining of the IC and the, uh, the world title to make it one title. A lot of people have been going up in arms. They do not know what the future is when it comes to li the lineage of the title. And I know that the IC title hasn't been around nearly as long as the world title. But, uh, Sean, I'd love to get your point of view on your thoughts on them combining the title. And I guess, what did you think of, and I know it was kind of destroyed because of the pandemic this last year, but I guess the initial idea of combining the titles in the first place. Uh, okay, so... I'm pretty split on it right now. Going into it, my gut feeling was, first off, that is the best belt in wrestling. Uh, AEW's belt is second, and everything else I don't care about, short of maybe the NWA championship. Because let's face it, that's history. You can't write that off. Uh, but I, 
I think, I think that belt itself, you know, they, they claim that it's the most prestigious title in sports uh, or in professional wrestling, I should say in, in the sport of wrestling, we'll even say, I agree. Uh, that belt looks fantastic on anyone and anyone who has uh, that company has put that belt on has proven time and again, how good they are. They have great performances. They have strong matches. They can carry a company. Maybe not even. Uh, say what? Maybe not even. I no. I think okay. Evil definitely has good matches. I'm I'm not going to knock yeah, Evil. But look, think, think about this. A couple of the people they hot shotted over the last several years. Let's say since we've actively been really watching Jay White mm-hmm. and Evil. They hot shotted them. They were still good wrestlers. <laughs> like they were still good. So I mean, yep. I, I agree with Sean 100. percent I. I also think that uh, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, uh, even though it's it's only been around, I think, since 2011, I think, was the first. That that belt, and also I'll even say that the WWE's uh, Intercontinental Championship, I hate the fact that those, uh, well, the WWE belt specifically, they're not as prestigious as they should be. You know, I grew up watching Bret the Hitman Hart be an intercontinental champion and, and just doing amazing things with that belt, you know, with Shawn Michaels going up on that belt, Razor Ramon, et cetera, et cetera. And when Jason got me into new Japan years ago, I'm watching Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, rock that belt. And whether you like him as is currently, or you don't um, the King of strong style made that belt. So cool. Him just, and AJ Styles co-main evented a wrestle kingdom for the belt. Right. When's the last time you saw the Intercontinental title highlighted on a pay-per-view on WWE? I mean, same idea. They made ROH interesting when they were having problems when they brought in, you know, a Shinsuke and different things. So, I mean, there was that title was as important. And, you know, the whole idea of having, you know, dual house shows, I know that's not happening as much in the U.S. at all at this point because of the pandemic. We'll see how that goes later on. But I see what you're saying. But what about the point of the fact that What's your theory on, like I said, the lineage and everything else? Do you have a problem on how they might handle that? I mean, like one of the cool things is when you see these big world title matches, you see every person who's held the title right beforehand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think that's just like a nerd thing? People say, oh, my God, I'm not going to see the history of this and that. Or you think it really matters? Or what's your thoughts on that? So, like I said, I was split on it uh, until I watched, you know, the first day of, of New Japan Cup earlier today. I, I managed to watch it and I loved uh, who is it? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Charlton's, he really made, uh, an impassioned, uh, plea, whether or not, yeah, I'm sure the company told him to do it. He made a really great point with his speech. So I'll encourage anyone who has, uh, that same feeling I had initially give it a watch, listen to what he has to say during the main event. Uh, I completely agree. I don't think that it's erasing history and I really, I loved watching all the champions uh, get put up before. I don't necessarily think it's a racing history so much as uh, it can be looked at as a turning point uh, for this company. You know, there it's 2021. Uh, They have done so much. They have grown so much in the last decade that I think starting this as is, is just fine. I think Kota Ibushi of anyone is the right person to do this with. Kota Ibushi, I mean, geez, the guys, how many times, Jason, did you and I watch this guy climb the ladder, climb the ladder, climb the ladder, right out from underneath him? Uh, I think this is going to be 
a very interesting thing for them to do. I'm still sad that I won't see the IC title, but I also think that it can give prominence to uh, their tag title division, which needs some love. And obviously I think we're going to see the good brothers are going to start coming in. And I know that they've made some call outs to um, uh, Dax and what's his face over in AEW. So I, I think they're, they're probably going to get a little injection of, of lifeblood into there. Yeah, I think um, I my only problem is that the never title has, has just doesn't do it for me. Oh, and on. I know, and I know. Listen, Dude, I know, I know, I know Shingo, I know Tanahashi. Like I get it, and but to me, that belt was almost like, like I, I mean, the first time I think I saw it was was Ishii had it, and it, I mean, he was just. I almost feel like it's a different kind of division, right? It's almost like, like the black and blue, like these, these are like the kick-ass, like beat the shit out of each other division. Like that's these what are this the legit Puro guys. Yeah. 100%. So, so to me, it's like, now you have the IC. You know, so to me, that that's like, what is the belt now? So I don't know. I don't, I look at the never belt as the third belt. And I think it's fine as a third belt. Uh, and I know that's what they're talking about, elevating it to. And Tanahashi has it now, which, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I, I It sucks that the belt is gone. Um, I think it was a great belt. But also, you know, you got to move on. You got to change things, right? So I'm okay with them changing stuff. And also, for the most part, and I have problems with New Japan with certain things, but big things they generally do well. Like they generally handle things really, really well historically, and they do a good job with certain things. So I think for the most part, it'll be fine. I know people are not up for, I'm part of this like new Japan Facebook group. It's the worst, but um, (laughs) (laughs) they're all, they're all up in arms about it, you know, but I mean, it is, it is what it is. I think that, um, you know, they could do some, some good things and, and, and we'll see, but also those belts were really pretty belts. Like they were oh, nice God. looking, they were nice looking belts. So uh, if, it'll be I'll, interesting I'll, to see what they do. They need to change that. Never belt. It's ugly. It's, it's not good looking. It's like a, it's like a WWE belt. It's like just yeah. an ugly looking belt. I'll put this up. This will be, this, this is kind of like my, my asterisk to this, to me being okay with it. If the new, the new belt, looks awful i'm out (laughs) bring me back (laughs) bring back both titles i'm out i don't want anything to do with it if it looks like crap don't waste our time you know but i i have full faith in them they have uh they've had interesting belts over uh the last 40 years you know this i believe is the fourth version of the heavyweight uh title um obviously the ic title has only existed since 2011 i think it is so um, but I think it was black before and now it's white. I 100% think that they're going to do right by it. I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I'm willing to give it a shot because why the hell not? And I guess the uh, last thing on this before we move on, I would say is you've seen with all of these companies, just because something changes doesn't mean it can't come back later on. How many times have we combined the WWE titles, unified them, and then all of a sudden, a year later, you know, somebody comes out with a briefcase and we've got two titles again. You know, ROH combined the pure and the world title and now we have a pure title again. So it's not like if 
great, you know, if all of a sudden the Japanese fans are clamoring for that title to come back, we can't all of a sudden say we're bringing back the title. So, I mean, I don't know if this is forever. I mean, they're most likely might be a little more stringent when they do things, but in two years, if all of a sudden business isn't going as good and they need another touring title and never, and the never title is the way that Jay feels about it, the fans, I can see the IC title coming back or another title because, you know, the U S you know, IC title, whatever we call the title that John Moxley has, isn't you know defended ever. We could, it could come back. And you know, speaking about that, let's let's get into that quickly. Uh, Moxley versus Kenta. It finally happened. What was your guys' thoughts? Do you think now that we have the Forbidden Door and we're having another tournament coming up, do you think we see Moxley defending a little bit more, or do you think it's still a little tentative? How, how do you think this all gets handled? We'll start with you, Jason. Well, first of all, the best match was that uh, Dickinson, I think it's Narita, I think that's his name, yeah, um, the, the young boy. That was the best match. Of the, of the, that match was awesome. Uh, it was only eight minutes. They beat the shit out of each other. They told an amazing story. I, I loved everything about that match. Um, yeah, and the Moxley match kind of had some gimmicks and tables and some stupid shit. But, so I thought it was fine. Um, I think, yeah, I think the idea is that Moxley is going to be defending this title more. I mean, I don't think he's going to win on Sunday. Um, hopefully he's alive after that match. Uh, they don't injure their top two performers, stupid, but, um, you know, assuming that he's healthy and can still go, uh, and doesn't hurt himself in this crazy match. I, I don't think he wins the match. I think Omega definitely wins. And I think this would be a time to have Moxley defend the title against guys on strong. And that makes new Japan strong, which I think is a really solid hour of wrestling, but not like a star studded, like. Like, not a lot happens on the show. So I think that would be a place where you bring guys in, quarantine them, and he wrestles them on Strong. And you make Strong a bigger show. Uh, Sean, what was, your, what was your thoughts on, uh, I guess, the whole buildup and the actual uh, match? Well, the buildup, obviously, was important uh, for business development. And it blew, I, it blew the entire wrestling community up. Everybody was like, holy crap, it finally happened. It, it's really going to happen. I was obviously excited. I'm sure both of you are excited. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone wasn't. Well, maybe Absolutely. not WWE, but what, you know, whatever. Um, I I loved the buildup. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I think they set a lot of potential for Absolutely. upcoming storylines. But uh, I think just like Jason said, the match was not all that great. I think um, I really think Moxley should have dropped the title there. Uh, you know, he's about to have a kid. Uh, he and his wife are about to have a kid anytime now. He is not obviously competing in any of the tournaments in Japan, nor will he be. That's per Tony Khan. I don't even see him leaving for Japan anytime soon. Um, so I think him holding on to the belt didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense personally. Uh, I would have liked to see him drop that. I would have liked to see Kenta get a little bit more of a push going into the new Japan cup. Uh, I think that would have made better sense both for AEW's booking and also for new Japan's booking, but that's just me. Um, I agree. The young lion matches really, really were the strongest matches on that card. Uh, and I love Kenta and I love Moxley, but the match just wasn't, it didn't do anything amazing for me. Yeah. I, I feel like they've had better, they had better matches and then they wrestled each other in the G1 or no. Am I crazy? No, they were on the opposite side. They, they opposite, opposite sides. Okay, they didn't wrestle each other. I feel like I, I, that was the first time they wrestled each other. No, 
Oh, well, only in uh, each respective brand. Yes, uh, they apparently actually wrestled each other in a dark match uh, forever, forever ago um, in when they were doing NXT. Okay. All right. So it was just yeah. as The Shield was getting called up. Okay. Um, I, I've got one more, um, and then Sean, we are going to, and then Corey might have one more, and then we gotta, we're going to let you go because there's like so many things we got to talk about, and Corey likes Bye. these shows to go long. Bye. He likes me not to eat dinner. Um, my last thing is about Jay White. Um, how did you feel about the run-up for that? Did you think he was going to leave? And how do you think they've built on that momentum? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't pay a ton of attention to, well, I'm going to take my ball and go home kind of build. I, I never have. I never will. I don't really care. Um, you know, if you show up, you show up. Great. I can't wait to see what stories get built around you. I was never worried. Where's the, He's not going to go anywhere. There's no point for him. You know, he's he is the same as Adam Cole. If he went to WWE, he's going to get stuck in the middle. They're never going to bring him out of NXT. They're never going to move him up the ladder. They're going to say you're too small and you don't have the right look. That's it. That's, that's honestly, I think that's entirely why he's not going to go anywhere. And also it doesn't make any sense for him logistically. Uh, he's a New Zealander. Uh, I believe he does a lot of time in uh, Australia as well. Uh, he loves New Japan. He loves everything that he has been able to build there. There's no reason for him to go anywhere. They, he's one of their top guys. They are going to pay him out the, the I mean, they're just going to load a dump truck up and pull up to his house or apartment or whatever and just unload it and then go back for three more loads. There's no point. Yeah. And I Do I think the buildup was good? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I think that he's going to get a strong push in the new Japan cup. Uh, I'm interested to see where that goes. And I think his matches have been pretty fantastic lately. And I'm not a big Jay white Mark. Um, I, I think he's had a lot of bad. Booking. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had a lot of bad booking, which has caused that for me. But I know when I watch him, I know what to expect. And I've never really disappointed. I, I, I think I'm going to get a good show each time. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, last thing before we let you go, and thank you very much for your time as always. So the big thing that's come out of this, uh, Tony Khan is now considered, you know, calling himself the Forbidden Door. Uh, so we, everyone's working with each other, unless you know it is the WWE. We've had Impact Wrestling. You've had Finn Juice has been there the last couple of weeks, feuding with the Good Brothers. I think they're facing them at Sacrifice. You had Kenter at the uh, AEW shows, Beach Blast or Beach Brawl, whatever it was called. You most likely have more coming in once the pandemic is over. Cross your fingers, everything works out there. How do you feel about this integration, everyone working together? You, do you think this will help uh, New Japan? Will the fans, you know, get over the idea of being quote unquote butthurt that, you know, the American talent had left at one point? I mean, Jay, actually giggle here for a second um what, what's your thoughts on the forbidden door being open is it more than just a concept for selling shirts down the line or what, what's your feeling on the uh new japan working with other people i think the forbidden door was just uh, it first of all it's a catchy phrase uh, but uh obviously that was a i think it was a failed business method that uh harold mage harold yeah. yep that harold mage had uh, I think it was way too of way too much of pride and an old school mentality. Uh, I think that this obviously helps everyone. 
who's going to deny that the numbers are up across the board? I mean, Impact's getting viewership. Impact. They don't even have a contract for broadcast television. They're on Twitch, but they're picking up left and right. And then on top of that, AEW is getting hotter and hotter. Uh, and then last but not least, AEW is heating up with it. And you're right. When, if and when uh, things go into some state of normalcy, uh, I am very excited to see a lot of talent getting moved around and being able to, you know, set up their deals wherever they want to go. It obviously just builds the business. Uh, I think it brings in a lot of different styles. And more than anything, it prevents stagnant storylines as long as you have the right writers, which I think everyone has seen over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, you can have the biggest company in the world. You can have all the money in the world and pay all the big time talent you want. But if you have too much talent and you don't have any creativity, everybody drowns and that ship doesn't sail. Absolutely. Uh, Jay, uh, any last thoughts before we let, uh, no, um, no, Sean, you know, you know, I feel about you. Uh, I love you. And, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, take care of those kids and that wife and, um, yeah, enjoy the new Japan cup and whatever this uh, shit show of a pay-per-view is going to be. Oh, for God's sake, it's going to be a good pay-per-view. You should be excited. You're going to love it. Uh, the family says hi and sends love to you as well. Corey, they say hi to you as well. Last but not least, uh, one shot. Who are you guys taking to win the cup? All in. Uh, God, Will Ospreay. Don't say Jay White. Uh, all right. All right. Fresh blood. Come on. All right, boys. Have a great night. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for having me. Look forward to hearing from you in the future if you'd like. All right. Thanks, Sean. Have you on again in another couple of months, buddy. All right. Go, Bills. Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, go Bills, get out of here. Bills. No, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for the Bills. There's like three Bills fans I like, and he's one of them. And then the rest of the hundreds that I know, I can't stand. So, all right. Um, I've, all right. Well, I guess I now I have two Bills fans I like. <laughs> one of them uh, does the music for the uh, You Don't Know Jackie podcast. Okay. Uh, good old James Burgess. Uh, it's birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday in advance. But uh, so that was a really good time talking with uh, Sean, catching up with New Japan, but. Uh, Jay, how about you let people know uh, how they can follow us and uh, what you're going to be doing on Monday night? Oh, God. We'll talk about Monday night in a minute. But we are uh, Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We are on Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod. We're on Instagram at Worked Shoot Pod. Um, the great Jackie Endy is the one who, who puts over our Instagram and helps us out with that. Uh, so Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio. I didn't know that. So... And we're also a part of the Life Group podcast series. Very proud and honored to be a part of that. Um, we've got we'll we'll get to we'll get to Monday, uh, but Sunday we've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean. We're on Thursdays. We got to step back with Jacob and Leon, the basketball um, uh, podcast, the NBA All Star games coming up, right? Yep. I don't yep. know why they're having an All Star game. Well, on Sunday um, against. Uh... Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It's that's right. It's this Sunday. So just another thing for me to bet on. We've got the Audible with Matt and Randy, and then Dong City with Henry and Vince. And we're gonna be talking about baseball movies. Corey, I swear to God, I looked at the list of baseball movies, and I'm like, I've seen three of these movies. So uh, your boy, your, your boy's gonna be in the dungeon watching a lot of a lot of baseball movies this weekend because I I looked at these movies and I'm like, oh my god. 
Um, I have not watched many of them. So, um, but yeah, we'll be reviewing uh, baseball movies and, and going over those. And so looking forward to talking, talking about that. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, like, like Jay said, uh, this Monday, Jason will be joining uh, Matt from the Audible as well, who will be joining them to uh, break down uh, the final couple of rounds of the baseball film March Madness tournament that they're doing. Uh, somehow Field of Dreams was knocked out in the first round. Don't agree with it, but so the game was a solid film. You know, weird matchup. So I guess, you know, sometimes that happens, but we'll see how far some of the other movies will go and what Jay will pick as uh, you know, the champion of champions, uh, maybe Major League or uh, 61 or one of these other, you know, films, Bull Durham makes it to the, uh, the finals. But uh, Jay, you got, you, you let me know how that turns out. I'll try to watch as much as I can. But uh, Jay, there is always one of the podcasts that we love to promote, which I can't remember what it's called. Can you give me a hint? You don't know Jackie. Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey. Comedy podcast for the ages. Very cool. Uh, this week we uh, took a slight break. We'll be back uh, next week with a new episode. The, what are you guys doing taking a break? No days off. Uh, we'll be talking the David Arquette, uh, You Can't Kill David Arquette documentary, which Jason was smart enough not to be involved with because uh, it turned out to be a lot more work editing than I expected. So I don't <laughs> see why uh, we didn't do it. We had a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, but uh, Jay... A lot of great stuff going on with that podcast, with our podcast. You know, rate, review, let us know what you think. I think we're done here. See ya.